I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sam Pets Radio. Australia's coolest. Podcast Network. Please welcome the wickedly talented. Bam, 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 10, 9, 8, 8 7, 6, 6, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Gex 2, Gex 1. <laughs> hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. This is Levins, that's Angus. Is that Angus. Tonight's show, it's all about the Beastie Boys. Mike D, MCA, Ad Rock. Um, we haven't done a music-based episode of Hey Fam in a while, but there is a a movie based on a book based on the lives of the Beastie Boys uh, on Apple TV Plus. Mm. And uh, I didn't get that book. Did you get that book? The Beastie Boys book? Um, I, I ordered it. Or after I meant to get it. I, you know what? I thought I was going to get it from about four different people for... Christmas and birthday. No, me too, legitimately. And oh. cunts didn't pull through because it's such an <laughs> obvious gift for me. And so I gave him another year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same old shit. <laughs> uh, tell you what, can't tell you what they got me though. So it must have been that. They, I tell you what they could have got me. Could have been the Beastie Boys book. So I actually ordered it immediately afterwards. And uh, like most people, I guess, because it's on back order to like May 11 or something. Yeah. So I, I just ordered it immediately after watching the movie. Um, so yeah, spoilers, the movie rules. Um, Spoilers, one of them's dead Yeah Potentially the best one The the, the film almost makes a case for Him being the driving he force was, He was my favourite Yeah He always I was a huge In high school Huge, huge Beastie Boys fan That was my thing So yeah, tonight's episode I know you wore fezzes And stole things But I um, <laughs> I, was, I got into Jewish rap <laughs> You know, you should get into Buddhism If you were really an MCA for Stan uh, Well, look I was really into License to ill Check your head And Paul's Boutique So he's like Openness about Buddhism Hadn't really made those albums yet In fact It's on Check Your Head There's There's some There's some uh, Bodhi Vista oh, Val Is on, is on uh, Check Your Head Isn't Isn't that on Hello Nasty oh, like, oh wait no I think it was something He's got to give Check Your Head What a good album Those two Check Your Head and Ill Communication They, they blur the lines They are like a double album Essentially And I mean they go as They say that as much um, so this uh, tonight's episode is going to be about the Beastie Boys movie, and also our. Well, it's going to be about the Beastie Boys, our history uh, with with the the trio that is the Beastie Boys. Um, so the Beastie Boys movie is yeah, it is based. On, it's it's basically it's it's Mike D and hey, Ad Rock. No, let, 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 how are you? We, let's let's. I don't chill, care. We already did this before. Margaret and David. <laughs> we got heaps of time. Just what, how are you? What's going on? Me. Um, we're not. We're not a movie podcast. We don't have to. You just want to you know, jump into that. You just want some sympathy from our listeners because you burnt your hand. Oh no! I don't even want to talk about that. I'm glad. I'm, like, I'm, I'm actually. I, I thought you'd burnt your right hand, but I can see you burnt your left hand, so that's fine. Yeah, it's the left one. You, I mean, you don't do anything <laughs> important dressed. with that one, so that's fine. No, it's 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 it sucks. What the worst part is, um, I'm a clean, cleanliness freak, and I can't get a wet for a week. So <laughs> I'm just during a pandemic. You're just like, what's going on there? How, what did you so do? It's gonna be a, you, you pulled something out of the oven. All right, oven? so I was, so I was cooking um, a meal. Uh, it was like salmon, whatever. It was frying, and part of it was you, you fried in a butter that you made with like anchovies and garlic. Kind of flash fry, get it brown, the skin brown, skin on, and then you put it in the oven for like eight minutes just to kind of let the butter settle so it's not like spitting. You know, you know what I mean? That yeah, vibe, yeah. Like cooked through it, and then I got it out after eight minutes. It looked cooked, but I'm not a professional chef. I still like to check just to, and I don't know why because fish is fine when it's pink. Salmon, you know especially, I mean? like yeah. Salmon especially, but... I mean, salmon should only be pink. What other color would you want it to be? 
No, I mean like raw pickle. Okay, yeah, I sure. mean like it's it's one of the good ones to keep raw. Give it a little slice, and I'm like, cool. It look, no, I get it, get it out, glove on, because it's like 200 degrees Celsius, which is 400. I I don't know some horse shit <laughs> in Fahrenheit. Get it out. Um, it's a metal frying pan with a metal handle, so you got to wear a glove. Yeah. So I wear a glove. Then I'm like, fuck. Out of habit, I just want to check it. So I grab a knife and go to cut to check the, you know, see if one of them's cooked through. And out of muscle memory, I grabbed the like pan handle to stabilize it um, like you would. And I hadn't realized I took the glove off. So like home alone on the front door, I like wrapped my hand around metal 200 degrees um, and held onto it for like a second or two until I realized. Because it takes a few seconds, you know, and you're like, oh, that's weird. That doesn't hurt. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like radiating heat and blistering. Like, wow. Yeah, I... So you, you had you had like someone from the ambulance come and visit you? No, I had like a home doctor come. There's like an app and it's like the doctor just comes to your house. Oh, yeah, that doctor app. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I was like, chill. I ate it first and then got then called them. I was like, I'm still going to eat this thing because I've been really looking forward to it. Had my hand in like a bowl of like, wa- like room temperature water. Ate it one-handed and I was like, all right, now I'm going to get to the medical shit because I just really wanted to eat it. I was really hungry and it looked sick. Do you know about um, the fire in in my house when before B and I were married? Um, no, we uh, I know the house. We had it was just in um, when we lived in Wallara in a share house and the the shittiest house on the richest street of Wallara, um, and okay. uh, which is still a fine it house. Sounds like the start of a, um, a like a, a TV show. The start of the Beastie Boys documentary. We were living in the shittiest house in the nicest street of Wallara. Um, we uh we had a big weekend and um I had radio and I was coming home at about eight thirty and she was gonna cook cook uh dinner for us and my friend Jubilee from New York was with us and um she was doing this fried fish dish and um Oh shit, I'm having uh I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, um and so she heated up oil on our stove, which was this shitty old electric stove that which most Sydney uh Sydney sharehouses are prone to have, um, and uh, so she heated up the oil, but put the lid the lid on the oil, and so it, uh. it heated up and then started smoking, and then spat oil on, onto the heat plate, hot plate beneath it, and then the whole thing caught a light, and immediately like we had like these like really thin material curtains that like just melted due to the heat immediately, um, and uh, I. Um, I went to grab the... Um, I just wanted to get the... I was going to like p- throw a blanket or my hoodie over it, but I wanted to get it out of the kitchen first. So I grabbed the, the, the pot and I started going towards the door, but the door was deadlocked from the inside. Someone uh. hadn't undeadlocked it. So I put the pot down on the floor. I went rent to get going, get my keys. And she'd been washing vegetables and so there was a, a bowl of water in the sink and she saw the fire mm. and was like, okay, fire, water, and threw a big bowl of water at an oil fire and she never do and it's so there was like a fireball in my kitchen um and it like <laughs> yeah um and uh i lost scorpion i lost my eyelashes <laughs> um <laughs> but um but b that's wild b had like like no eyelashes b had i don't know how many what degree of burns she had but um she had like massive burns and scarring up her um both of her arms but she was wearing a leather jacket so because of that oh. it that stopped her from from getting burnt on, on her like like upper arms and chest and then i think she was wearing like, like ghost a, rider she was wearing like a midriff so it got her like a part of her stomach um and we oh. yeah we I, I had to like she was like you need to call the ambulance you need to call the ambulance and we ran her into the the, the shower and started um, like just ran ran water on her and kept running water because I know running water is really good for burns. And um, yeah, I was like, she was like, call the ambulance. And I'd, I've never called an ambulance before. And I was like, oh, are you sure? Like this dumbass twenty something year old, just like, are you sure you need the ambulance? She's like, call the fucking ambulance. And um, yeah, so the ambos came and they like actually cut the um, the leather jacket off her. Um, while she was in the shower, Devo. Uh, and I ran RIP. Um, and then we got an ambulance to the hospital, and she was like, "Yeah, hospitalized." No, they were from Peter. They went out. They were like, "No, you can't wear animals." <laughs> yeah. It's like a protest. I think like it was Peter, faux leather. Peter, anyway. Peter. <laughs> um, but yeah, then she, yeah, she she had like she was bandaged all, her hands and arms for for two weeks. Man, that's devastating. Burns are fucking nasty. 
I only ever burnt myself once when I was a toddler. I like fell on an iron and my hand like grabbed onto the iron and it was like pussy blisters and just again like this. It was like that on two hands. It was fucked. Opening night of my restaurant, um, my uh, one of my chefs left a um, a ladle on on the grill and then um, I went to grab the ladle and it was, yeah, like searing hot. And so I, ha- oh. I had like a, like, you know how ladles are like a, like a long metal strip. I had then that, like, you just had like just a, a, line a line all the way down the palm of my hand on opening night. That's of what I've restaurant. got at the moment. Yeah. I've got like that going through fingers there, like how you would hold a pan. Yeah. It looks sick. It's like stigmata. I'm like a <laughs> chef stigmata. <laughs> the spirit of dead chef has gone into me and I'm just like learning man uh how to cook it's like ghost ratatouille out here that's funny that uh that this was the this was the uh the, the ailment that you chose to have during a, a pandemic man i'm pumped i normally my illnesses are so like uh in, invisible right and like i'm just so glad for once i have like a physical illness and people <laughs> like can see it and just appreciate that i got hurt <laughs> instead of like <laughs> Wondering like if I'm making it up I've had like people wonder if When I had swine flu or like kidney stones Like you know those ones people can't see There's, It takes a leap of faith mm. uh, They have to really trust you And I guess I maybe maybe broke some trust In the past with some people Because some people didn't, didn't believe it um, But yeah I was sick for the record And yeah now I got this on my hand But then I'm like I could fake it There could be nothing underneath No one knows yeah, you know? you It's could... like you really got to uh, I've been thinking about it a lot And then it's like you've got to really believe people when they're sick. Like it's no, it's, it's a real leap of faith to believe someone when they tell you that they're sick. Especially they, that they've broken a, a leg too. Like they could, they could have just paid someone to put a cast on them. That's what I mean. This is all readily available materials. I'm very curious about like trust. I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about. There's like a level of trust where you go like, I guess you're telling the truth. I guess you're sick. Okay. And like, maybe they're not. I mean, I know you and I have faked being sick when we were kids to get out of school. Like, we're capable. Yeah, I faked my way. I faked being sick so good, I spent three nights in hospital in year, year 10. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You lied about I, having appendicitis, Yeah, and a right? doctor put his finger up my butt. I mean, <laughs> what, what became sick leave soon became vacation for you. <laughs> that was a, a real eye-opener. Yeah, meanwhile, in high school, I had a burst appendix. Yeah, man. I had stolen stolen appendix valor. I know, seriously. So rude. <laughs> um, so, I haven't had Apple TV for a long time. Um, just because I, I feel like I watched... Uh, what was that? That morning show? The Jennifer Aniston... Uh, Ruth oh, yeah. Witherspoon. I think it's called Morning Wars. Morning, it's called Morning Wars in Australia, Morning Show. Or, or vice versa. It's called something different yeah, in Australia than what it is everywhere else. Um, and I haven't had it since then. It is the weirdest streaming service. It's so strange that like the biggest company in the world or one of them has... Well, actually, yeah, I guess, yeah. If you're going to rate all the streaming services, the ones run by Amazon and Apple are probably the strangest. Mm. Like you have no idea what... And they're kind of... Po- what they're their polar opposites are. too. Yeah, very true. Yeah, where Amazon is like, we'll take anything. I guess the thing is their goals are like... It's one twentieth of their overall business. That's just like, oh, and here's a streaming service. Whereas, like a Netflix, it's like that's their product. Whereas for Apple and Amazon, it's like, oh, it's one twentieth of our entire ecosystem. Yeah, no, totally. It's whereas like, Netflix have to be like, well, this is what we've got. We don't sell phones or have a like, yeah. shipping, you know, warehouse. It's a fun experiment level. for like you know a few hundred of their yeah. staff to to you know see, see how this goes. Um, totally, Disney. Another one of the companies in the, in that same spectrum. Another, like, obviously a much better streaming service than Prime and, and Apple TV Plus are at the moment. But um, uh, they constantly are just really. I mean, I guess there is like a weird like desperation to content at the moment, given that you can't make any new content yeah. at the moment. Um, but I just love that. Like, I feel like they put more effort into advertising a like five minute Maggie Simpson short on Disney Plus <laughs> than they did Onward. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Like everywhere, every website I go to is like, oh, the new Maggie Simpson short is on, is on the baby version Disney of the Plus. Simpsons. The most like, Disney, the most Disney version of the Simpsons ever. It's just so weird because like there's also like 300 and something Simpsons episodes on Disney Plus. Why not talk about that instead? Bonkers. I have no idea. That it, yeah, that is weird. Why? Do, I don't know. Why do you think that is? It, Maggie's like the dumbest character on The Simpsons, famously. I, I think, can't even talk. I think it was like, like a, a short they put before a movie. 
It was the short before or onward. Before oh yeah, right, okay, sure. Yeah, that was the first time they didn't do a Pixar one. I didn't get that at my screening. Um Yeah. That's so bizarre that, so they did. That, that that it would be anything but a footnote to like Onward streaming, the brand new Pixar movie that, you know, has great reviews and a great cast. Oh, and here's the Simpsons short that we screened before it. Instead, but they're like, like, here's Maggie going on a date. Like, the last thing I've ever wanted to see on a Simpsons story. It's like... Yeah, it looks like a, a Stewie thing. Yeah. Like, here's the baby, here's the baby that it? goes on dates. No, have you watched it? Yeah, out of curiosity. It's funny that you said it was the last thing you ever want to see, but you watched it. Oh, yeah, like, I have a lot of free time on my hands. <laughs> Hand. I was curious. Just one hand. No, this was in the two-hand days, okay. the calzone days. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I had a fucking big trouble eating one of those right now. That's the first thing I'm going to get once I break out of this cast rock style. Yeah. I'm going to flex. I'm going to flex this off on Monday. Like, yeah, and then go down Daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> and it's you. Daddy's got to go to work. And it's me ordering a calzone. <laughs> From a payphone, as, as, pro- yeah. as per protocol. <laughs> Ninja Turtle style, I'll hide under the sewer and go just drop it here. <laughs> I'll eat it in shame under the under the road in my street. Uh, so the, the big news... Do you remember when Ninja Turtles came out, there was all these like kids that got stuck in sewers? The what? There was all these kids. I remember like a news report as a kid and it really scared me. Um, they were like teens were like trying to get in sewers and kids like to meet the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and they're just like dying and getting lost. And getting like septic poisoning or whatever from like human shit. What would you even do if you met really the Ninja funny. Turtles? Like, I, they'd be pretty <laughs> terrifying. Like, you guys are so weird. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to live yeah. in the sewer, guys. Get a house. Which Ninja Turtles though? The 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 Eastman Lillard one. The whatever the Eastman Lair. What's it? What's it? What are the two Kevin creators? Eastman. I don't know who the other one is, but Kevin Smith. <laughs> Um, when they had all red, remember they were all like wore red bandanas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonardo, so Leonardo, and Le- the- Leonardo and Silent Donatello. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Did he not talk? No, no. Oh, yeah. Was- <laughs> oh, um, speaking of Kevin Smith, uh, good thing we spoke about him. He he did an update on more rats today. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> it's it seems to be his new thing. Yeah, he said that. Um. He's finished the Morats 2 script. <laughs> I don't know. I think he obviously did a Instagram post. Yeah. Uh, filmmaker Kevin Smith is keeping busy during quarantine. <laughs> it's announced on his Instagram over the weekend. They, they're such dumb lit things, aren't they? Just reading this stuff. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the news is so dire at the moment that like big movie sites are literally <laughs> looking at Kevin Smith's pages. Uh, social pages. Um, so it's called Twilight of the Morats. He wrote, thanks in part to qu- the quarantine, I finally finished a funny first draft of Twilight of the Morats. Um, Jane's, uh, 25 years after the original, Brody Bruce will be back for an unnecessary sequel set against the Morlocalypse. Mm. Renee, Willem, Gwen, Brandy, T.S., Trish, Mr. Svenning, LaFors, and the rebooted Jane Silent Bob are returning rats in... Uh, uh, the returning rats in an universe. <laughs> Imagining about what happens when the sidewalk sales end and happily ever us after is easy to say than live. The Jane Silent Bob stuff is some of my favorite comedy I've ever written. <laughs> what? He's like, you're a fat fuck. <laughs> Let's smoke weed. How is that? No, that would be, so, they- be so funny if like Jason Mewes has to say like, wow, Silent Bob, you lost so much weight. You look so good now. <laughs> and he's like, this is my favorite stuff. Um... But the whole script is silly, sentimental, and sweet. And at 98 pages, the story moves like a breakless bullet train. So he's already saying, like, it's going to be a really quick, shitty movie. And Jane, Silent Bob are probably the lead characters because no one else will <laughs> give me a day, uh, more than two days of work. Oh, there we wow. go. So it's happening. So if you want to listen to Silent Bob Speaks, he goes through all about Twilight of the, of the Mall Rats. If someone <laughs> wants to listen to that for us and... Let us know the highlights. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, 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 he's so weird. Oh, man. Um, Harvey Weinstein started this. <laughs> if you go through his Instagram, he also bought a drone this week. <laughs> Damn. He's really, yeah. That's great stuff. Um, so uh, It's a good part. Disney, Disney Plus announced that uh, the Rise of Skywalker is coming to, uh, to Disney Plus in a week. 
May the fourth. May the, oh, May the, the big 4th. day. Yeah, the big the big Star Wars day. Um, but uh, there's something else that I, I feel like isn't getting the level of uh, of love that Maggie Onward and Star Wars is getting, and that is that night at the museum. Uh, no, Disney Plus have randomly added one, just one season from 2002 of America's Funniest Home Videos. That's so weird. What is going on there? <laughs> Why have they done that? Like who knows? That is like that's such a desperate like we just need any content. Who's that for? And is I don't it a know. new season or is it like an anthropological like? No, it's from two thousand and two. So like, you know, like nine eleven jokes, big cell phones. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, it's it's very very strange. <laughs> Do you know what's weird? I saw Netflix Australia added a season of Jeopardy. I think it's a trend. Yeah right. I think what I'm we're what we're stumbling across is a trend. A I trend think they're just of like shitty game shows. People need to watch like game shows and stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. The show that invented the viral video and the longest running primetime entertainment show in ABC history provides viewers with hilarious real life blunders that fly by at a dizzying pace. America's Funniest Home Videos continues to be a fun-filled tradition for millions of families from coast to coast. Please note this program is presented as originally created, which means it must be racist. I was about to say that means there's a lot of, yeah, that's why that post-9-11 humor. So, yeah, it's just, it's one season. It's season 12 from 2002. If, if, wow. if you want it, it's, it's on Disney+. Plus. So, at seven bucks a month, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Mickey, Chewbacca. Woody and Buzz and funniest Homer. funniest home videos. <laughs> All the gang Who hosted it then. I don't know some generic looking American host. He looks zany. Wasn't he's, it? He's like, got his he- head sticking out of a sticking into a television. That rules. He must be so fun. I reckon. Man, streaming is is so bizarre at the moment. Did you see the news about um, AMC and now not going to screen? Or they're saying they're threatening to never yeah. to never screen no universal a universal films. movie ever again. That includes the Fast and Furious franchise, Jurassic World, um, and it's all because um, one they trolls. they put trolls Universal put World trolls tour. up Trolls Two World Tour. Uh, world tour, baby. On, uh, this time we're going uh, to the world on digital services, and it apparently made over a hundred million dollars. It made more money in a week than the original made in its cinematic run. Um, and then they—that's big. Like that's going to affect rollout of family movies for sure. So, yeah. So then someone high up at Universal was like, "This is going to change the way we, you know, release movies after the coronavirus pandemic." And AMC got really upset by that. So Universal Movies are banned. So bizarre. Uh, yeah, streaming wars, man. I don't, what are your thoughts on that? Are you like, well, Universal shouldn't have fucked AMC over, or is you like, well, it's kind of no, better. They didn't fuck them over. Better for better for consumers. They didn't fuck AMC over, right? Like. I mean, I, yeah. cinemas take a cut. Cinemas take like fifty percent of movies. Well, you know, cinemas like don't, when they screen them. But cinemas don't. You don't make the money from the movie when you screen it as a cinema. You make it from people buying no candy and shit. Totally. Yeah. It, it's like I guess feeling sorry for a video store. Like, yeah, there's a nice nostalgia thing, but also like, there's no more horse and carts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these things, are entertainment, entertainment's evolved. Yeah. I will always hope. I, I will always go to the cinema and hope there's a cinema and see movies in cinema. But, you know, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I have to see a smaller movie that doesn't make it to a cinema here legally. Like Trolls like, World I Tour. I have to wait for it. Yeah, I have to wait for it to hit streaming and watch it. And, like, you know, the cinema is not a perfect model. It is for a certain genre of film. Um, You know, it's so classist as well. Like, in metro areas, they have, like, arty films. But if you live in, like, the sticks, they won't screen it. But then, like on streaming you can watch it all which is i you know more democratic i think like if you're a kid in the sticks who's into cinema like i was i wasn't really in the sticks but i was outside of like metro area um you know i had to get like the train up to watch punch drunk love and like the man who wasn't there i remember doing that in high school that was a great movie like they just didn't they just didn't exist where i grew up but now i love to think that like 
a kid can like just watch that on their computer and like have the best film education. Like that shit should be available for everyone. So I went more from that angle with my answer. I understand the more like the that. I do think it's dumb as hell during a pandemic for a cinema to go, we're never screening your movies again. It's like, so you want to go out of business? Like, they, like you're, you're like, the casket's cast there. You're literally lowering yourself into the ground by saying, we're not screening a studio's films. Like, that's how you make money. Yeah, it's baffling. If you cut out movies screening in your cinema, then like, why, what, what's your business? Do you want to exist or not? Like, clearly, they'll, they'll definitely like back down from that you know that's dumb as hell that's if they even survive this current situation i guess it is like you know one corporation being upset at another corporation for not supporting it during the worst time of in history but i I mean disney put out um onward you know i think they're more upset at the comment that that this will influence like they'll probably release stuff digitally at the same time that it goes out to the movies that's like taxi drivers being there are people who own taxis being sat at Uber. Yeah, no, like totally with not, you. And not adapting. And it's like, well, you've had it so good for so long. And it definitely won't be for you, blockbusters. You, it'll be for kids' movies. Like, that yeah, makes it'll be totally for kids. Like, like, they'll, they'll buy a movie for $30 once rather than take six kids to a cinema. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so much easier. It's like how Roadshow always delay the Lego movies released um, down here by like two, three months so it will line just up with, with school holidays. Um, interesting, actually, a uh, little tie-in is that uh, this week it was announced that uh, Warner Brothers have no longer have the Lego Movie franchise. Um, Universal, oh, yeah. Universal, Universal. Oh, damn! Uh, uh, I hope I hope people don't want to see that at an AMC cinema <laughs> because it is uh, part of the blanket ban. Is, is it Universal that own um, DreamWorks and um, Illumination? Yeah, I think so. I, I have no idea. Yeah, so they, they, they have only it like now. two studios. So now we're, we're going to get Lego Minions. And sorry. That, to, that rule. That it, we, we actually are getting Lego Minions. Yeah, they've made some Lego sets of the Minions. There's, Le- there's Minions Crocs. I saw I was on the Croc Shoewear website recently and um, uh, they, they sell Minion Crocs. They're everywhere. They're Lego. But yeah, kind of a bummer because we probably won't see another movie with like Emmett or Lego Batman in it again. We'll see Emmett. No, no, uh, he's War- not tied. No, Warner owned that, that, that those characters, so we won't be seeing them again unless Universal buys really? them. Yeah, yeah. They've, Universal just bought, had just owns the license to make Lego movies now. That's so weird. Hollywood baby, why would you be doing deals yeah. like that now? I guess they're just bored. <laughs> yeah, Universal's just like, what can we buy? Who can we piss off? <laughs> That's so strange because isn't the whole reason why the movie worked was because they did it through like the character that you know Emmett like the like that I don't know that that that's so so bizarre. Yeah, I reckon we'll see like yeah Universal make like a Fast and Furious Lego movie or something now. <laughs> Fuck, it's like a parody, isn't it? It's just like our generation is such man children already, <laughs> but now they're making like baby versions of existing franchises. <laughs> oh man, it's so dire. Um, so, should we talk about this Beastie Boys movie? Hell yeah. Speaking of movies and streaming. Or do you want to ask how I am again? Mm, no, I, went, I, was just, I didn't realize you were going to jump straight into it. I thought that was very weird for us. I just I know how, how many Beastie Boys stories I have in my brain. and like this. Is, well, just limit the good ones. No, nah, <laughs> we're going to get the whole gamut tonight. Just li- We've already told them as well. We've already gone through Beastie Boys on the pod. Have we? Like a year ago. Yeah, right. Mm, definitely. So we let's know. I, I have a feeling. I'm like the must. I, I have very good memory of when we've spoken about stuff before. So I'll reel this in. Um, I'm just doing it for the listener. You know, I don't want to give them the same product. They, they know that you don't care about them. And that's why they keep listening. I care a lot. Without them, we're nothing. <laughs> I, I act all cool and steely, but I think I care more than anyone sometimes. <laughs> Um, if, 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 if he could, he would get every listener, we give so much. every listener right now to sign. He wants you to sign his cast. We give so much of ourselves every week. I bear my soul for two hours. It's pretty weird. Like I obviously care if I keep coming back, I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it. <laughs> um, so the Beastie Boys movie is, uh, it's, a, it's basically, it's a Ted talk. Uh, of, of the two surviving yeah. members of the Beastie Boys, Ad Rock and Mike D, on stage in New York, they did like a series of of, of live shows about their book, which is a book about the history of Beastie Boys. 
um, and that it's goes by Spike Jones, who also produced the live shows, and um, Jonah Hill was an executive producer. Oh yeah, right. Credits. That's awesome. Yeah, Jonah Hill did a big uh, emotional post on Insta the day it came out. He said, uh, "They always say never meet your heroes, but like Beastie Boys, are the best." And he's like, he, his big brother, who he's got like a close, his big brother's dead, but he's like, you know, he got me into Beastie Boys, and I think he said like. He, he imagined that's what it was like for cool Jewish kids getting Bob Dylan in the 60s. He's like, <laughs> it showed him. He's like Beastie Boys and Adam Sandler made him feel like it was great to be a Jew. Yep. As an awkward teen. He was like, oh, sick. There's like, he was like, those were his idols, Adam Sandler and Beastie Boys. Oh, that's a, I'm, I'm, I'm like, skimming through the post now. It looks so good. That's a good post. Good yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful post. What a fucking, man. Jonah Hill, always a seat at the Hay Fam table, right? Was Jonah in the... Um, Make some noise video clip that with no, uh, I don't think he was. He sure that like wasn't McBride that wasn't him. Elijah Wood and he's not the guy making hot dogs. Maybe it's, maybe. Someone, maybe it's somebody else. What a great video! Like thirty six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a really so long great. version, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a really long one. I watched it um at uh, frequent guest of the show, one of the top five reoccurring guests, um, Jen Fricker, at her house after her birthday. So good. It was just like me, her, and a housemate, and her brother, and just like it was four a.m. and we're absolutely uh, uh, checking our heads <laughs> to, to use a beastie voice uh, before we said hello nasty the next morning when we woke up. But yeah, we're just like let's watch the forty-minute beastie voice video. That's amazing. It was so good. Danny McBride's like just on one in that. Who is it? It's it's. Uh, Elijah Wood, Seth Rogen, and Danny McBride. Seth Rogen, Elijah Wood, Dan- Danny McBride. They play like the Beastie yeah. Boys. But then at the end, there's like a, 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 De- a DeLorean opens and it's Jack Black, yeah. um, Will as Ferrell, and John C. Riley, I think, as, as other Beastie yeah, Boys. John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go through like all their fate. Like it's like during Fight for Your Ride era. That's right. Like, the frat boy look with the leather jackets and, and Danny McBride throws a yeah. throws a, a so bin good. through a window. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like <laughs> I don't really know much about the last few Beastie Boys albums. For me, they are like the ultimate high school band. And I mm. I continued to listen to Beastie Boys after finishing mm. high school, but only the albums that came out while I was in school and never anything yeah, after that. Sure. So like I don't I never really got into the to the Five Burrows album or the Hot Sauce Committee one either. I didn't I didn't get into Hot Sauce Committee too much, but I liked Make Some Noise. Um, I just didn't explore it that much for some reason. It got really good reviews when it came out. Yeah, I mean for me it they really really leaned hard into into as they got older they only made rap songs except for that one instrumental album. Um, yeah, the rat. And, it's called the and, and as I got older, like that, that kind of like goofy, like you know, almost like playground rhyming that they did, just became like not cringy, but it was just like, oh yeah, that's the Beastie Boys. That's what the Beastie Boys do. Yeah. And as they as they were older, they sounded like the Beastie Boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, they were always such an incredible like bridge to other things. Like, especially if you yeah. listen to like, yeah, like, you know, Check Your Head, Ill Communication, Check your head Ill Communication Hello Nasty. Sure. There's just so many collaborators and so many weird little paths you can take to getting into different styles of music that they played in there. It was like the first time I ever heard like Bossa Nova, like, because Adam Yuck mm. started making like, you know, weirder, slower songs. And like, they did, they did, they frequently collaborated with like people that were on their um, Grand Royal Label. Grand Royal, Grand Ben Ro- Lee, yeah, Ben Lee was on Grand Royal, but yeah, I mean, like for me, like like noise addict. When I was when I was a, a teenager, like seeing the Grand Lo- Royal logo on the Beastie Boys oh. CD, and then trying I think to at the drive-in was on there. My favorite shit was uh, Re- Chibomato. Relationship of Command was yeah. on there. Chibomato, the Mi- Mihotori that they uh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I was listening to them today. Man, they're the, they're such a good group. And then um, Sean yeah. Lennon, who actually played in Chibomato for their second album, but Sean Lennon released his album through Grand Royal. Annoyingly, they went bankrupt. Grand Royal went bankrupt, and um. Fam- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ends of the label just bought their entire back catalogue, and so none of it is what available for, for, for streaming. I don't know; it just just exists somewhere. Um, Luscious Jack Jackson. There were so many great great acts on that on that label. Atari Teenage Riot. Um, just like so many acts, I just associate with being like an alternate alternative teen. <laughs> um, yeah. When what was like your first Beastie Boys album that you bought? Paul's Boutique. And were you in high school sometime, or? Yeah, I was in high school. I think I've told I, know, I think I've told this story, but my cousin was from Sydney, and he was older than me. We were super close. He was like a, my, probably like a big influence on me. And he lied to me. He's like, "Oh, I had him. not lied, but he said in uh, when I drove, all I had was Paul's Boutique on tape, and I played it so much that I knew every single lyric, and I was like." I didn't realize he was exaggerating. <laughs> and so I bought the CD and I liked Sabotage. Like I'd heard um, Sabotage quite a lot. I knew like Fight for Your Right. But then I went and I think it was before Hello Nasty and I went back and bought Pulse Boutique and like literally learned every word. Right. And then like a year later, I was like, hey, I learned every word. I didn't try to impress. And he's like, oh, I never did. He's like, oh, that's weird. It's so crazy you did that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember like, uh, it, it was in, in like the late nineties and we got all go, everyone got into Beastie Boys. Um, but we all, because CDs were like $30, we all chose one of their albums to buy each. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I bought Ill Communication. Fuck, I just remember then CDs were $30. Um, but then like, I don't know, maybe like a, a year after we all bought a Beastie Boys album each, they released an incredible best of compilation called the sounds of science, sounds of science. which is like a yeah, du- amazing. beautiful double double cd that had like incredible liner notes explaining like the history yeah. of all their songs essentially it's like a precursor to had their hardcore stuff to the book and the start. yeah totally and like it was a great exploration of, the, of, of their history and i like worshipped that book i knew every single song from every single era of the beastie boys and every single high school party that i went to at some point in the night no, no matter where we were no matter whose party it was, it would the last hour would be every guy at the party crowding over the stereo, um, singing, rapping along to Beastie Boys songs, but no one ever knew anything except the last word of each sentence. So like intergalactic, style, yeah, style, wow, wow, style. It's like and everyone just like style. just screaming, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Doctor Seuss, like, but not, yeah. It's like you're just like. Um, yeah, that's classic. That was me and so many car trips, like me and my friends driving around. And it's like, and like you just like mumble. So I, I mean, in 1998 was when Hello Nasty came out and they toured that album in yeah. Australia. They, the tour was delayed and I, 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 two of my best friends went, but I didn't. And I forever regret missing that concert because that was the concert where they played. Ninety-eight. In, in that a, was a Horton, wasn't it? I think so. And they played in a circle in the middle of the of the crowd. And so, like, and he told my friend, tell me, like, yeah, like they did, like, a, a, some sets as a band, and then they would like put their instruments away, and then Mixmaster Mike would come out, and they would like do all the rap songs, then they would do like just like revisiting different eras of their music, and that just sounded like so cool and weird to me, and was so like so sick. quintessential to what the Beastie Boys was to me at that time, where it was never just 
it was never just about the rap songs. Once, as soon as you actually listen to like, yeah, check your head, ill communication, or hello. Well, nasty. I saw them on the Five Boroughs tour, and for a third of that, they went, they come back out with suits on and play like bossa nova instrumental stuff. Was that when um, they did Good Vibrations and they, and they played uh, with with Snoop Dogg? I don't know if it was no. It was that they're out here for Big Day Out. Right. Okay. Sure. Maybe I saw that. It I, was like two thousand and five, maybe. Right. I saw them one yeah, year, but it was like amazing. It was like the last big tour they did, but they would play like, you know, they opened with like hip hop stuff, and then the second half, well, last third was like suits, and then like sabotage, like all they would do all like you know some um, gratitude or everything. It was sick, but also like instrumental stuff. Yeah, they they, they did. Um, so they're on the same lineup as Snoop Dogg at a at a festival called Good Vibrations in Sydney, and they brought Snoop Dogg out for Paul Revere. Um, off, off license to ill. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I'm sure Poor I can't Rivia. remember. Like, we're sing- I'm sure like Snoop Dogg just kind of said like "bow wow wow," <laughs> and, and called called the Beastie Boys his nephews. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Snoop Dogg move. That's when you know you've made it as a rapper when he refers to you as as a, as your as his nephew on a song that you paid him a hundred thousand dollars to to appear on. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's hilarious. That's yeah, that, that, uh, Does that mean that like the Beastie Boys are Fast and Furious canon? What do you mean? Because of Tokyo Drift and Bow Wow, <laughs> <laughs> who is Snoop Dogg's nephew. Um. So the the does that mean the Beastie Boys are also perhaps? I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. The um the movie is like when it started, and I, when I saw the preview, like I really got like distinct like ted talk vibes because it is just ad rock and and mike d kind of like telling stories from their lives you can tell it's rehearsed you can tell yeah. they're reading from a teleprompter you can tell it's the manuscript of the book yeah. yeah and um i was like oh is this gonna be good is gonna be lame but i after like 30 seconds i would suddenly was like oh no this is really charming and they're like oh, it's charming that's the word i was about to say it's like it's the strength of them like if it was anyone else man it would probably be really bad and I was worried that, but like, the fact it's those guys. I was worried about watching it with with B, who had who didn't like you know who probably knows ten twenty Beastie Boys songs from over the years, but didn't grow up with them being like we, we are such a we're like being a dude in the nineties and early two thousands. Like, of course you're going to be a Beastie Boys fan in Australia. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I was worried that she was going to be like, oh, this movie is boring as hell, but it's so great. It's almost better if you don't know anything about the Beastie Boys because mm. it tells you like their entire history and tells you why they were culturally important. Um, I love... It was so good seeing like 80s New York and underground like uh, public access television channels and just like... All the- just seeing like that sick side. I love the aesthetic of like camcord footage of just like guys playing in like warehouses like that... That like new way that that post punk stuff it's just so cool. Yeah, that like just such a like weird melting pot p- p- like pre Giuliani in New York in the eighties. Yeah, just seems just, so like, crazy. Now we're like hardcore kids and we're kind of hip hop fans, but hadn't worked it into their own music yet. And it was just sick. And then like this young weirdo who was into wrestling called Rick Rubin. <laughs> it's just like it's so funny the, the, the way that like because you 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 love Rick Rubin until they tell you oh actually Rick Rubin sucks yeah and he fucked he's us the reason over. why yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if they patch stuff up ever yeah I don't know um, Rick Rubin is is a an insane figure in the music industry yeah um, and he's like very hippy dippy now you know like lives out in Malibu barefoot all the time just like true beach dude yeah totally and like yeah like he's had a yeah i think his label is called american recordings right yeah and he just did the new strokes as well that was him of course that's right yeah i mean and he i mean the 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 thing he's most famous for in the last decade or so is all the johnny cash albums johnny cash kanye yeezus yeah that's right he worked on that too he did yeezus the 11th hour he like saved Jesus, like made it 36 minutes, cut so much shit from it. It's apparently like 18 tracks and <laughs> just made it this slim album with like, and removed most of the production. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's so yeah. like the, the coolest thing about it is the stories of them talking about how those early songs off license to ill were made. And like to the point where they even like at one point wheel out a re- the reel to reel recorder that, 
it's like wrapped a re- around a re- dining room chairs. Yeah, a replica <laughs> of what Adam Yalk did in his hotel room or in his apartment, like to slow <laughs> down when the levee breaks. To slow down, yeah, the the, the Led Zeppelin song um, when the levee breaks. Yeah, and like, and then just all of their other like, you know, like the way they put songs together by like, you know, piecing together samples and turning it into songs, and it's just so well done. Um, and mm. and I, it's a kind of thing that you'd be comfortable showing someone who already knew exactly how Beastie Boys made their music and how hip hop was, you know, the history of hip hop. And also you'd be fine showing it to like a kid or your parent, like who isn't aware of the subject at all. It's a really, really great history. You need lesson. to know nothing about the band. Yeah. About the era. So much enjoyment, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just great. And I, it, it hit me like there's that, there's, um, the NBA doco that's killing it on Netflix at the moment, The Last Dance, which I'm sure you've seen a lot of people speak about, like Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, oh shit, we're at that age now where documentaries are made for us. Yeah, true. That's awesome. And it hit me this week. I was like, fuck, there's like, this is the time where we're going to get like the documentaries about 90s things. What 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 is that doco called again? It's a series, right? The Last Dance. The Last Dance. And, it's great. And what's it streaming it's two on? two every Monday, uh, Netflix. Oh, rad. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's amazing. The, Every yeah, Monday, so many thought, people have been like the last two weeks. sharing screenshots and stories from it. I'm like, oh, I think I need to watch this. It seems really fun. The Beastie Boys and NBA were like, I was such an NBA guy in the 90s. It's crazy. I Man, can't Steve imagine Boy, that. That's obsessed. so funny. It was man, I got hell deep like card collecting, like video. I'd buy videos of them like playing and stuff. I was like fully obsessed. It was bizarre. Yeah, it was totally like. But that, watching it back when sports were like, a thing. Oh yeah, I know all these players. I know all these games. Back when sports were a thing that you collected, I feel like that's why. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, now you just gamble. I think. <laughs> True. Because it's like sports bet and shit, all those like dumb apps. Is that one of like the biggest collectible industries that that died? Is the '90s trading cards? Yeah, like what was crazy? There's like so many brands of trading cards. There was like Upper Deck, Flair, Tops, Skybox, Tops. Like there was so many brands, and that all have the rights to the NBA. <laughs> You'd be yeah, like, totally. I got to buy the Upper Deck set. I've got to buy. It was, it was crazy. And they all came. With, why do they always come with gum? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think they they didn't when I got them. Right. I, I found I found a, a box didn't. of my old trading cards, like tons of like yeah like a, a few like weird sports ones like tons of like AFL and NRL um, cards that I must have just been given. That's so funny. Um, yeah, and then yeah the odd NBA card, some baseball cards. But then what do they do now? Do they are they like ushies or whatever those dumb things at the supermarket? Yeah, how they do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember like every now and then NRL and AFL try and do like weird promotions. In like packets yeah. of chips, or you know, you can so buy weird. these weird toys. It is funny they though that like unhip. even though baseball isn't big down here, I feel like everyone called them baseball cards. Yeah, I think it was just like a hangover from a US culture, right? Yeah, totally. So, what's your favorite Beastie Boys album? Uh, I, I I spend way is too it long change while watching this. Um, you like? Well, oh shit! I never knew that. My favorite era is definitely when they're living in LA, and I kind of hate that they yeah. go back to New York. Even though they're so, so they went back for Hello Nasty, didn't they? Yeah, which is a great album, mm. but it's it's the start of when I find listening to their rap songs embarrassing. But the three streak, the three album streak in LA is their best. Like, it's so period. it's so good. And that's and that's when they had the um, G. What's the name of their studio? G something. That's, oh and, yeah, and that's yeah, when, yeah. and that, that's the name of their um their studio. And um, that's when that's when they start Grand Royal. And Grand it just Royal. feels like so fun and creative, and they're so like. That's when they groom Ben Lee. <laughs> that's when they, yeah, they they catch his disease. Um, <laughs> but hey, cigarettes will kill you, but coming into this cabin won't get in here, Ben. Like, License to Ill is a classic, like an absolute classic. Like, re- yeah, you need it. It's it's so important for their story too. I mean, they fucking supported Madonna. <laughs> I know, but like, and, and like they're playing. They are playing personalities. Like, yes, they became those personalities at one point in their lives. But like, mm. it is such a the funny. The thing is, it happened on the first album, and they got it out of their system. Yeah, I totally. Think that's, like, if it was their, if they did it for four albums, it'd be like party rock LMAFO. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah. Like you're like, where does the joke end? But the fact they were like. Oh yeah, this is not funny anymore. And I love, I love that minimalist. But they're contradictions. They're walking contradictions. They were punks who became hip hop guys. They were hip hop guys who made fun of frat guys who then like started becoming frat, frat guys. guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But then you're like, oh, you were 19. Of course you went through these phases. Like, I forgot how young they were. 
Yeah, totally. I, I'm like, yeah, I love how much it delves into like their punk roots and like meeting each other in mm. school and being like 11 year old kids trying to go to punk shows and skipping school. Yeah. I'm like, you like the Clash? Let's go see Bad Brains. Yeah, totally. Um, weird yeah, when they go to LA, when they just did Paul's boutique with the Dust Brothers and like that's, yeah. computer scientists, so I lo- it's just so good. I love, I love that minimalist Rick Rubin '80s Def Jam production. Like, I love LL Cool J's tr- songs from that, where it's just like yeah. 808s and weird cut up rock samples. Like, that's so appealing to me. So, License to Ill is always classic for that style. Oh, it's fun as well. It's funny. Yeah. It's like it sounds like nothing you'd heard before. Like. You're hearing Led Zeppelin. You're hearing all these like classic. It, it, it's like, it's truly an important album too. Definitely. It's definitely not my favorite Beastie Boys album, but I would hate if it didn't exist and it would suck if it wasn't their first record. I love Paul's Boutique. Um, like, like you said, like Dust Brothers, so important to my musical upbringing as well. Yeah. Because you have Dust Brothers obviously doing, producing with Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, and they go on to do Odelay by Beck. Uh, and hilariously, yeah. so you know what their biggest single is? Uh, they, Mbop, they, yeah, Hanson. Mbop. Dust Brothers yeah. produced that. I know that. How, damn, I thought I was going to be the one to drop <laughs> that on you. I was like, he doesn't know this shit. Yeah, of course I know this shit. Um, Dust Brothers rule. Um, I, I love that. That was such a thing, like a fun fact to know that, like, dude, yeah, Paul, Fight Club soundtrack. Yeah, Paul, Paul's boutique. They did the whole and, and Fight Club when you and I became um, right wing fist fighting teenagers. <laughs> That's when you and I met each other and also discovered Dust, uh, Dust Brothers. Man, I think they ended up doing stuff with like San- Carlos Santana, like some like he- yeah, they did Santana. Dude, I was listening to a um, Dust Brothers playlist today on Apple Music behind the boards, where it's like here's their like shit you don't know, and Santana was popping, and that's how I found out about Umbop. Obviously, knew about Odelay. Um, there was Corn and from the um, Spawn soundtrack, that amazing soundtrack we've spoken about before. Yeah, I love that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, White Zombie. That's right. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, they produced it. A, they produced a They Might Be Giants album like more recently. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, recently. Yeah, right. I had no idea. Um, it's weird that they aren't like these like hip hop production legends. I just think like, they're like too nerdy. I think they're just like computer nerds. Yeah, well, but, like, but one of them, one of them was a rapper at one point. That's how they started getting yeah, right. notoriety. Um, I loved how young and just like hippies they looked with like old Macs in the studio, just like and the Beastie Boys and the Docker. Like we'd never seen a computer in a studio. Before. I love, yeah, I love. You know that was so that cost yep. a quarter of a million dollars that album. Yeah, wow, that's insane because of the sampling. But I feel like that. The, did they clear all those samples back then? This, that was before- that's why it cost so much. Right. I, 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 that's why yeah. it was such a gamble, and that's why it made like no money. I thought that was before. They, like there was lawsuits about uncleared samples. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing it with the Avalanches. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that was the album that came along and usurped it and became like the most sampled record. Yeah. Because it was Paul's Boutique. But like, yeah, I mean, if you, when you sp- spend time listening... the Beatles are on it. The end is on there. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, when you, when you spend on time... On the Sounds like, of actually, Science. Actually listening to every song on Paul's Boutique and just the layers of, of production, like the beat changes every... Four mm. bars to something completely different. Think about even like, um, uh, fuck, what's, why can't I remember the name? What's the opening track after all the girls, like the huge single off it? On, on Shake Your Rump. Think, think about yeah, the beat changes in Shake Your Rump. Like every, like you said, every bar is just like, yeah. Gotta be picking your nose, man. I'm on time, homie. That's how it goes. But it's like every, it's like a suite of songs in one song yeah and then it would just cut to like a, a famous like funk breakdown movie from like drop the bomb or like or a something. movie line or yeah, something totally, like lots yeah. of movie sampling on it yeah michael diamond <laughs> oh, i'm <laughs> <Mike> clarence <laughs> and even the my favorite bit is in hey ladies when they sample um, baby, baby, um baby, no it's a it's a it's from ballroom blitz it's like um mike d go, go, oh ad rock goes like uh, oh, go, yeah, let yeah, go yeah. Ad, like she's number one and then it cuts to she thinks she's, she's a passionate, passionate one. one. Yeah, like, so good. I, I love... And also the music videos from um, uh, Paul's Boutique are incredible. Oh. Shadrach with the painted... The painted. Um, I didn't realize that was Yauk. I had no idea either. I had no idea it was painting either. I was like, that's an animation or a visual effect. Like, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, so I love... it was so good. I love that album. But for me, the Beastie Boys are not just about hip-hop. They are about, no. like, the punk stuff and, like, the weird instrumental stuff and... Just like not rap songs as well. Like it's a big smattering of all of them because that's like they were the mm. most appealing albums to me when I was a kid because it would mean that you could use that as a jumping board to get in. They were a gateway exactly. to other genres. You'd so, go like, oh, who's this? And who's this hardcore group? Or who's this band? And yeah. Um, 
Um, you know what's interesting? Watching this doco, it reinforced a thought that I had like earlier this year um, when I was like still writing. I haven't finished it. This huge Odd Future thing. They kind of they got quite a bit of a parallel to the Odd Future story and their like later years in like from like eight years going from like frat boys who are like banned from certain countries. Yeah, for sure. Or getting kicked out and then like becoming like free Tibet in like nine years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like obviously very different. I, I, um, I went to the Tibetan Freedom it, Concert. Um, when it was in ben Sydney, Lee, did were you Ben Lee's plus one? So, so Tibetan Freedom Concert was MCA. Like, yeah, he he met the Dalai Lama. He got really into Buddhism, and then and then started a bunch of benefit concerts, um, for uh, for for Buddhist monks and like freeing Tibet, um, like a live aid style kind of concert. And there were a series of concerts. Um, and I remember seeing like videos of the ones in America, and it was like. Rage Against the Machine performing to like this the most insane mosh I'd ever I seen in my that. life. And I was like, I've got to go to this tour. And I'm trying to find... So like the lineup... So the first one in 1996 in San Francisco was like Beastie Boys, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bjork, Smashing Pumpkins, Cheer by Mato, Rage Against the Machine, A Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, John Lee Hooker, um, and then raised almost a million dollars. And then I'm trying to find the Sydney one. Um, here we go. Here's the Sydney one. Um, Sydney show, <laughs> Regurgitator, <laughs> Spider Bait, oh. The Mavises, The Avalanches, Neil Finn, The Living End, Celibate Rifles, Not From There, Girling, Jebediah, UMI, Garpa, Black Alicious. Friend of the es- show, Girling. Yeah. It's worth saying, Friend of the show, Girling. Eskimo Joe and Trans Am, which was like, I genuinely, wow. I saw those bands. Every single every festival weekend. I went to, in, yeah. in, 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 when every I was home base. That was that. That's that was home base. Yeah. So that was the, that was that the, was five years of home base. That was the first ever festival I went to in 1999. Where was it? Uh, it was at uh, the Sydney Olympic Grounds, the Sydney Showgrounds. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. Um, I my first festival was later that year, December for home base. Mm-hmm. I was there too, my brother. <laughs> yeah. We're probably docking in the toilets. <laughs> I get with Ben Lee. We'll never remember. <laughs> he, he made us. He made us never remember. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, watching it. I, I so me and Kiko saw the Beastie Boys. We went twice in two nights. We were like obsessed. That rules. Um, and I just I, I felt so lucky to have seen them. And I know I've given shit in the past on celebrity deaths and the way people carry on, <laughs> but. All I'll say is um, MCA's was like the uh, the first celebrity death that actually like really bummed me out because I think the age was part of it. It's like, how's like Clint Eastwood alive? <laughs> like no diss to Clint Eastwood. But that cunt's like cracking movies every year and looks like shit. He looks like Jack Skellington. But then it's like, and then when like MCA dies, you're like, I didn't even realize he was 47. That's like 12 years older than it was, us. And it was throat cancer, right? It was, it's what my dad had. Yeah, right. Wild. The same one, like non-smoking, like a viral throat cancer you can like develop. I wonder if it's um, like because he was always like the raspiest member of Beastie Boys. That's how you. Like, his voice was always at, at like, Rock and Mike D. Like, you you would have trouble telling apart on most songs, but MCA totally. was always really easy to pick. At Rock and Mike D. Sound like Adam Sandler characters on um, <laughs> yeah. his early CDs. <laughs> Um, and it's funny now when you hear Mike D talk and you're like, oh, you sound exactly the same as you did at 16. Yeah. And I love just what a goofy dad um, ad rock looks like now. Like, Oh, yeah. Have you seen... Oh, fuck. I was speaking about it with Noon when we were going on our um, state, you know, sanctioned walk yesterday. But the Noah Bonebach film with ad rock in it with um, like Adam Driver and stuff. I've, saw, I've got that on my list to watch. It's, it's on the aforementioned Amazon Prime video. Oh wow! There you go. I yeah. thought it was on Netflix. Oh, maybe maybe it's go. on. Yeah. Maybe it's on one of them. Whatever. That's the first time I'd seen him in a movie. He's like supporting lead. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, right. He's can't, he's like a chilled out dude, and he's like, hey, you got to grow up sometimes and be a dad and have a family. And it's so funny coming from him. Is Noah Baumbach in the background? Is he in the crowd in one of the? Um, I'd say so. He's I think it's I think it's when Steve Buscemi's talking. You can see someone that looks like Noah Baumbach yeah, right. behind him. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I'd say every night was like full of. New York elite. Um, so yeah, my favorite, my favorite Beastie Boys album comes out of that um, LA period. I think it's Check Your Head. Um, mm. That has my favorite singles. Which so one? It's got pa- sure Pass the Mic, Gratitude. Oh, no, sure Shots, Ill Communication. Yeah, Pass the Mic, Gratitude, and So What You Want. They're all just like yeah. What you, so What You Want is so fucking next level. Perfect songs. Then it's got Something's Got to Give. Yeah. 
Something's Gotta Give is my favorite, like, um, non hip hop Beastie Boys song. Um, yeah. It's like that one that goes like, na, 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 na. And then it also has um, Time for Living, which is my favorite Beastie Boys hardcore song. Time for living, time for living, yep. time for living. Yeah, I know yeah. that song. And it comes on after. It goes like, so what you want into the biz versus the nuge, which is biz marquee singing over a Ted Nugent song. <laughs> the, oh, the, yeah. The I, yeah, 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 yeah. Boys. And then it goes straight into this hardcore oh, time for living. Then the in something, something's got to give. Like, it's just a, it's a perfect, yeah. like, one, two, three, four. The sequencing's crazy on that record. Yes. So what, good. Is is gratitude the video where they're on the beach and it's like grainy film? Yeah. And it's like big jet. That's such a good music video. I love Sabotage. I think Gratitude is their better, like, their better, like, rock rap song. I mean, you can't. I mean, that's that's just me talking. Gratitude ran so Sabotage could walk, but Sabotage is like. I know, you're right. It's a flat. It's like a bolt of lightning. Like. The fact that that's still the song, like they say in the doco, that they close every show with that song still. Like that rocks, yeah. It's just, it's such a good song. When you saw them playing it on MTV, when they're like within four years, we were like, you know, it, man, I didn't realize how much they had to work their way back up after like the failure of Paul's Boutique. Yeah, I know. Like, play yeah. clubs. I, I I knew it was. I a, didn't know I, that. I deal. knew it was a failure. I knew it flopped. I just, yeah. I I knew it flopped, and it was like criti- Like it's one of those. 10 albums that I think not that it means anything has 10 out of 10 on Pitchfork but it's like I know it was critically adored but I think the fans just didn't like it because it was too high concept and like not guitar rock anthems um Sure shot, root down, sabotage, get it together. That, it, that, that's 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 a pretty yeah. pretty great foursome of uh, of singles on ill communication too. It's it's definitely it's those two other albums, and then that that's got heart attack man on it, which is another sick um, hardcore song. Um, and yeah, that one's a lot of these ones too are all on Sounds of Science as well. Like Sounds of Science is a, if you don't know Beastie Boys, that's on streaming. It is, on, is want, it really like, on streaming. Yeah, that's great. I found it today. Yeah, I was has, going through. So I love. My favorite thing about Hello Nasty. B-A-S-T-Y, boys. Oh, B-A-S-T-Y. <laughs> That's where I want to be. Uh, yeah, so good. But if you if you don't know Hello Nasty, um, it's the album most famous for having, like the singles like Intergalactic, Body Movin'. Intergalactic, Body Movin', um, Free MCs, One DJ. Yeah, which is like, you know, just like, it was just house party, fo- ha- house party fodder. You just go th- through those three singles. And also they were at the top of their game in terms of music videos. So I remember just saturation of seeing Beastie Boys Constantly. everywhere. Yeah. And like the advertising was huge. It was like inescapable. Like Intergalactic Videos, classic. Body Movin's amazing. And it's funny because the Fatboy Slim remix was bigger than the, re- the album version. Yeah, totally. And it's a great remix. It's like fucking sick, the Fat Boy one. But um, towards the end, like there, there's a there's a bunch of like there's song for the man on that album, which is that what makes you feel, yeah, which is an ad rock song. Ad rock had a group that uh, 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 another project called BS Two Thousand, which came out on um, on uh, Grand Royal. Have you heard that album? I'll send it to you if yeah. not. It's not on streaming. Yeah, can you BS Two Thousand? Fucking. I heard. Rule. I had it on C- a CDR. It's back like in a twenty-five minute album, and it's just it's him and a mate making like synth pop, like two minute long songs. What year was it? Uh, would have been ninety-eight. Same same year that um, Hello Nasty yeah, came right. out. And um, also, um, MCA had a band Brooklyn. Yes, or another group. I've never heard any yeah. of their stuff. Um, I I again had MP3s, which were probably fake because of like Napster you know <laughs> you're just like I'm definitely listening to Weezer right now and it's like Weezer's Teenage Dirtbag <laughs> it was like probably some of that shit um, but uh, if, if you were someone that's like oh, I've heard all the Beastie Boys you know super nasal rap songs it's not for me um, Hello yeah. Nasty even though it has some of the worst instances of that it is the album that I would recommend to people like select songs from so you can see how diverse beastie boys are musically so there's on that mm. and, they, and they play both of these songs really heavily in the in the movie you have i the don't i don't know no um bod his boss his bod his zap for oh that's Val. check your head that's off um ill, Ill communication um oh, fuck, communication. but uh um i don't know which is one of the songs that um adam yark did with me hovatori from chibamato <coughs> He'd, oh, that's right. Um, that, that, that's, that's the acoustic one. Do, 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 yeah. do, do. That's beautiful, yeah, that yeah, song. It's beautiful. And then the closing song is a song called Instant Death. 
and it's it has like a glockenspiel dun 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 dun, and it's the song mm. that plays in the movie whenever when they talk about their friend dying because I think Ad Rock wrote that song about his friend dying, or Mike D wrote that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's such that, that those two songs are like really, really like slept on, like heartfelt tearjerker classics for me. Yeah, hundred percent. What's your favorite Beastie Boys album? It's Paul's Boutique. It's Paul's Boutique. The first and the Yeah, and the I best. just think start to finish, that is just like, I don't know what it is. It takes me back to that time of trying to learn every word when you're a teenager and you're like just doing something to impress an older person. But also just that album turned me on to like strange production, which it isn't strange now, but for the time, even then, like in 99 or whatever, it was very different to any production I'd heard. And when you learn that it's like, based upon samples it was it's it's still kind of you know it's it's so much easier now with software on your phone you could even do that but back then that was such a like difficult thing to do i think yeah i I, I love how many times they talk about like adam york coming out with up up with ideas for stuff um and they're like how does he know about this because there's no wikipedia there's no google you know he just just knew back then um yeah so um we are going to continue our thoughts on the beastie boys movie plus um bring up new conversation starters like i just watched hobbs and shaw so we're going to finalize the uh the sig- yeah. the, the three-week um uh insight into fast and furious um and uh, angus has watched a bunch of movies as well um but uh yeah heaps more beastie boys uh talk in uh pay fam this week pay fam is the patreon exclusive hey fam episode that we record every single week and the only way for you to get it is to go to patreon.com slash hey fam it's five dollars a month it gets you an extra episode of hey fam every single week um and, and what uh, we're going to do once we save up enough money we're going to buy all of the noise addict originals that were released <laughs> on grand royal and we're going to sell them to Ben Lee for exuberant prices. I liked Noise Addict. I reckon I, I I couldn't tell you a song, but I know even even at the when when uh you know cigarettes will kill you and stuff is coming out, everyone was like, God, I hate Ben mm. Lee. Um, Noise Addict had some good songs. They were just like you know like very stripped back and acoustic. Yeah, didn't uh, Thurston Moore discover them? Maybe, maybe. I think hmm. there's a Thurston Moore vibe there. Um, so come and join us over at PayFam. Um, we should have said at the start of the episode, this is our first episode uh, on our new podcast network, the Sands Pants uh, Radio Network. Um, you've ho- heard Joel Dusha from uh, Plumbing the Death Star and Sands Pants on a previous episode of Hey and PayFam uh, at some point last year, I think. Was it last year or this year? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was in this house. Well, yeah, it was in your house. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, we, we, we've been... I think it was last year. We've been happy uh, doing stuff with Planet Broadcasting over the last couple of years, but um, Sans Pants Radio have started doing more stuff in Sydney and it kind of made more sense for us to do stuff with them. So thank you so much to James and Meso and Claire and everyone at Planet Broadcasting for having us for so many good years. And we look forward to many more good years with the Sans Pants crew. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy world out there. It is, man. Podcasting, but... Uh, Makes it a lot easier when you have good uh, good friends. <laughs> doing all the things we hate doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, we'll see you over in PayFam for more Beastie Boys. Was it B-Boys making with the Freak Freak? You yeah, that's all we're doing. That's, that's, one, of their, that's yeah. one of their songs. Angus is going to rap. They're all, they're all their songs. Angus is going to rap Paul's in Bo- PayFam this, this week. This next week's episode is literally Paul's Boutique, the, start, the thing I learned when I was 14. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. I'll be doing that. While Levens is talking, I'll be, there'll be a secondary audio track, which is me just whispering every lyric. <laughs> ASMR, Paul's Boutique. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, the first track is kind of asmr Yeah, it's true. It's like, to all the girls, <laughs> to, to all the Australian girls. I remember like getting vibes when they would say Australian girls. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they know where I'm from. <laughs> They're talking about me. All right, <laughs> thank you so much. Me, Australian girls. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'll see you over at PayFam unless you're a loser. Yeah. Come come stop hanging out with the, 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 the geeks and st- come come hang out with the freaks. Come hang out with some Australian girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to all the Australian girls, I'll see you in PayFam. Hey! Bam, 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 bam.